Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who have been called by God to live the lives we were created to live, commanded by God to love beyond the limits of our prejudices, and commissioned by God to serve. Called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. And if you cannot remember everything I just said, we have three powerful words. What are they, family? Live, love, serve. Amen. I want to read today scripture found in the book of Genesis. It is a story that for some is quite familiar, but I want to share these words from you today, this scripture with you today, and prayerfully together we can glean uh, some insight that will be helpful for us during this season. Genesis, the 32nd chapter, beginning at verse 22 through 31, and I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Genesis 22 through 31, and here's how it reads. The same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his 11 children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket. and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, for I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. Let's pray. God, we thank you today and we honor you today, God, for how you've been moving in our lives in this season. God, you've been faithful, you've been consistent, you've been constant. And for that, oh God, we say thank you. God, this has been a challenging season for all of us. This has been a difficult time for all of us. God, we are grateful that in the midst of the challenge, 
in the midst of the difficulty, we know we are not alone for your presence is with us. So God continue in this season to lead us, to guide us, to keep us, to preserve us, to sustain us. And we will seek to be faithful to who you created us to be. God, thank you for every breath we take. Thank you, God, for all the times you made yourself available and were mindful and was mindful of who we are. Thank you, God. God, we thank you. God, we love you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Allow me to read that passage again. Genesis 32, verses 22 through 31. The same night, he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his 11 children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip, the hip socket. And Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. The man said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, for I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. Let me read that verse 31 again. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. We have been in these weeks, in these preaching moments, been using as titles affirmations. I am a warrior. I am a storm stiller. I am a love revolutionary. I am a life giver. I am a bridge builder. And today, beloved, I want to preach from the subject, I am resilient. I am resilient. His name was Jacob. Jacob. Jacob means Deceiver, liar, trickster, overreacher, supplanter. And the truth is, if there was anyone who had lived in to his name, it was Jacob. His life had been marked by many things, 
but it had truly been marked by the title and theme of deceiver. Jacob had deceived his elder brother Esau and had stolen his birthright. Jacob deceived his father Isaac and received a blessing that should have been reserved for Jacob's older brother Esau. And when he had deceived Esau and deceived his father Isaac, Esau was angry and wanted to kill his younger brother, Jacob. When Jacob fled for his life of fear of his brother Esau, he then went to the territory of his uncle Laban. And there he even deceived his uncle. His name, Jacob, fit him perfectly. Deceiver, liar, trickster. He had deceived Esau. He had deceived Isaac, he had deceived Laban, his uncle. And now in chapter 32, Jacob finds himself now overtaken with panic and fear because he has gotten word that his elder brother Esau that he had deceived years ago was on his way to find him, to meet him. And Jacob believed out of fear that his elder brother Esau that he had deceived again so long ago was coming to kill him. Scripture says that in panic, Jacob sent messengers ahead to see if his brother was on the way. And they reassured Jacob his brother was on his way towards him with about 400 men. And that deepened, intensified the fear and panic that Jacob had. Scripture says that he began to then try to separate all that he had, all of his possessions, his family, and try to send his possessions ahead of him so that maybe if his brother encountered the possessions, half of what he had, that he might take that and would not pursue him. He even sent gifts to his brother, hoping that the gifts would kind of ease his brother's anger and his brother's uh, potential frustration and his, his brother's desire for vengeance, for he had been deceived by Jacob. And when you get to chapter 32, the scripture says that Jacob had sent everything ahead of him on the path to meet his brother Esau, his children, his wives, his handmaids. They had crossed the ford, the shallow portion of the Jabbok River, and then he sent them all ahead of him. And the writer of this passage says, and Jacob was alone and it was nighttime he was alone it's amazing the things that happen in our lives when we separate ourselves from all the things we think define who we are. He had separated himself from his family, from all of his possessions, and now he was alone with his panic, with his anxiety, with his fear of what his brother might do. And it was nighttime, not just literally, but it was nighttime in his life, metaphorically. It 
was a moment in his life where he was overtaken by fear, by anxiety, and nighttime is often used as a metaphor for chaos and tumult and turbulent moments. And here was Jacob filled with anxiety and fear in the chaotic time of his life, and he was alone. Nothing was there with him. No one was with him. No possessions that had defined him. Everything that Jacob had that defined who he was was now gone, and he was alone in his nighttime moment, his midnight moment. Have you ever been there? You were in a place where all the things that you thought had shaped you, had identified you, were no longer present. All the things you used as a source of comfort and strength were no longer there. You had been stripped to the bare minimum and you found yourself separated, isolated and alone and separated and isolated from the things you thought defined you. You found yourself alone in your own midnight, in your own nighttime, in your own nightmare, without security blankets, without comforts, without people, without things, and alone. And the scripture says that while Jacob was there alone in the nighttime, a wrestling match ensued. Now, later on, the wrestler is identified from Jacob's perspective as God. And if Jacob's perspective is accurate, think about what happened in that moment. Everything Jacob had had been sent to the other side. Jacob was there by the Jabbok River alone. And the interesting thing is that Jabbok means to empty or to wrestle. He was at the place of emptying, the place of wrestling, and a wrestling match ensued. And he was there by himself in the nighttime, wrestling against a figure that he did not know, he could not identify, and the fight began. And if Jacob's assumption ladder in the latter part of the story is that it was God, that means that God showed up to struggle, to wrestle with Jacob when Jacob was at his loneliest moment, stripped of everything he had with no possessions in the midnight of his life. And God shows up not to bring comfort, not to ease the anxiety, but to wrestle with him. Have you ever felt in your journey, in your nighttime, in your midnight, in your distress, where you found yourself not just wrestling with what you are and who you are, but with God. And Jacob found himself now wrestling. They were wrestling all through the night. And when the scripture says, when the figure saw that he could not prevail, he struck Jacob. The language in the Hebrew says he violently struck Jacob and dislocated his hip, so to speak, had caused an injury, but Jacob would not let go. And the man said, let me go. And when he would not let go, he struck Jacob. And Jacob said, I will not let you go until you 
Bless me. Please capture the scene, if you will. Jacob is wrestling with who he assumes to be God in the midnight hour, in his darkest moment, with nothing stripped bare, and a wrestling match with God ensues. And in the midst of it, in the midst of the match, it says that the figure struck him damaged him in some ways. He's injured. His hip is dislocated. He's thrown off balance. I hope you can catch that. He's thrown off balance, but he will not let go of God. Oh, my brothers and sisters, can you see this scenario that in that moment when he's struck by the figure, he goes from wrestling to clinging. He said, I will not let you go. I will not let you go until you bless me. Oh, that that moment went from wrestling to holding on for life, from wrestling to clinging for survival, from wrestling to being off balance because his hip had been damaged. And now the wrestler is now the clinger and holding on to God for dear life. There in that passage when it says that the figure, the man saw that he could not prevail the Hebrew word there that is used is yekol, which means endure. Now, but it's not endurance, and I'll address that in a moment, but when he could no longer endure Jacob, when he could not longer, no longer endure this wrestling, he struck him and had him to cling to him. What was going on in that moment? What was happening with Jacob in that moment? Well, while Jacob is hanging on and clinging on, and my God, I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to be in your midnight moment, in your moment of despair and anxiety and fear, and find yourself not only alone, not only struggling, but then holding on to God for dear life. And then Jacob had resolved in his spirit, this is where I am, and this is the situation I'm in. I will not let you go until you bless me. The wrestler, the clinger, is now making a request. Bless me because I will not turn you loose. I will not let go. Damaged and all, hurt and all, wounded and all until you bless me. When he makes the request, here is what happens. Not some instantaneous blessing. Not some moment of some overwhelming blessing. But the figure says to Jacob, he asks him a question. What is your name? What is your name? What is your name? I remember looking at that passage years ago and being taken in that moment. Jacob said, bless me. And the man, the figure whom Jacob believes is God, does bless him. But he blesses him with a question. What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Beloved, it is only when you look at this story from the beginning of the deception from chapter 28, 29 and onward, that you realize the significance of this request of the figure of Jacob. What is your name? 
Because from the beginning of the story, there's something you realize if you look closely at the story. Up to this point in Jacob's narrative, Jacob had never declared his name. Yes, his name meant deceiver and supplanter and trickster and liar and heel grabber. When he tried to get the blessing from his father and he lied to his father, Isaac, when he presented himself before Isaac, he said, is it you, my son? He said, yes, it is I, Esau. Jacob told his father that it wasn't Jacob. He said it was Esau. So when he even declared himself to his father in deception, he said, it is I, Esau. When he finds himself on the run and meets his uncle Laban and he encounters his uncle Laban's daughter, who he eventually marries, Rachel, and she asks who he is. He said, I'm your father's sister's son. But he never said his name. When I read that and realized in the story, there was no moment up until this chapter, this scene, that Jacob ever said his name. And somehow the figure he's wrestling with sees a connection between a blessing and Jacob being able to declare his name. My name is Jacob. My name is deceiver. My name is trickster. My name is liar. My name is heel grabber. My name is Jacob. And that was connected to the blessing. Maybe in that moment, what God was seeking to do with Jacob is to get Jacob to be honest about who he was. Maybe one of the reasons he could never fully declare who he was is because maybe he was ashamed of who he was, that he didn't like who he was. And I know that Jacob is not the only one, and I know I'm not the only one this morning who has ever felt that way, where you looked at yourself and you could not fully even uh, uh, grasp the fullness of who you are because you did not like yourself. You couldn't walk in the fullness of your identity. So you began to cover yourself with your relationships and cover yourself with your possessions and cover yourself with titles and cover yourself with people and cover, cover, cover because you could not handle looking at who you were in your own authenticity. And maybe that day when, when the figure, when God asked Jacob, what is your name? It was a moment where Jacob had to be honest about who he was. And there will be those moments. And sometimes they don't always come in the best of times where there must be a, a desire for authenticity. When genuineness is beckoning you, that sometimes those moments of authenticity where your genuineness is required may come in the alone moment, may come in the isolated moment, may come in your midnight moment where there by yourself, you not only find yourself wrestling with others, but wrestling with with yourself, have you ever wrestled with your identity? You were ashamed to declare who you were in that day. If nothing else had happened in the story, it would have been more than enough because the figure got Jacob to be real about himself. My name is Jacob. What are the names that you declare about yourself in those moments of honesty and transparency? 
When were those painful moments when you had to be real about who you are? And I know that for most of us, many of us, that we don't always give people insight into the fullness of who we are because we feel like if people really knew who we were, some people wouldn't want to be around us. But sometimes for the sake of honesty, for the sake of of authenticity, you have to take the risk of potential loss. Because the truth is, if people are connected to you and the you they're connected to is the false you and the you they're connected to is a you that you've created, shrouded by titles and possessions and things, that's not the real you anyway. And you should not be worried about losing people who've never even come close to seeing who you were because you're afraid of who you were yourself. My name is Jacob. When the figure heard that, He said, yes, but now you've come to a great place. You've come to a place where your honesty and your authenticity is the beginning of your transformation. Oh, you ought to long to get to a place where the escorts of your transformation are genuineness honesty and authenticity, where your authenticity and your honesty about who you are are the the divine escorts that ignite your transformation. How can you go higher if you can't be real about who you are? How can you evolve greater if you can't be real about who you are? When the figure heard Jacob declare his name, with a wounded hip in an alone moment in his personal midnight. The figure said, no longer will you be called Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled, you have wrestled, you have striven with God and man and have prevailed. But here's the interesting thing. The word now here for prevailed in verse 28 in Hebrew is different from the word in verse 25. Yekal in verse 25 is a word, but here it is tukeh. Whereas you call yekal in verse 25 gives the uh, 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 interpretation that the figure could no longer endure, could no longer deal with maybe Jacob's inability to be honest with himself. But now the word here, Tukal says a different way of prevailing. It's a different kind of enduring. It is is when you have endured and still survived. He said, you have wrestled with God and with humans and you're still here. You've endured your own dishonesty. You've endured your own Deception. You've endured your own inauthenticity. You've endured your own midnight, your own nightmare, your own moment of aloneness and isolation, and you're still here. You've endured being struck, disjointed, wounded, and you've come through. You have endured. In a word, Jacob was resilient. Resilient means to endure to survive difficult situations. 
to withstand difficult situations. Jacob was resilient. He endured that moment. Oh, I, I, I hope you can fully grasp the enormity of this scene. Jacob perceived that the figure was God and God tells him, your name will no longer be Jacob. You will no longer be identified by who you were steeped in deception, but now you'll be identified by your capacity to not just wrestle, to not just struggle, but endure what you've been through and come out on the other side. You'll be known by the fact that you are not only a survivor, but you have endurance that enables you to suffer through the worst times in your life. Oh, my brothers and sisters, maybe, maybe that is the word you needed to be reminded of today, especially in the season of COVID, in the moment of pandemic, when so many of us are enduring so much right now, suffering through so much right now, struggling with so much right now, wrestling through so much right now. And in the midst of your struggle, in the midst of your wrestling, in the midst of everything you've been through, you have endured, you have prevailed, you are still here, 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 here. The scripture says that Jacob then said, what is your name? And the figure said, why do you want to know my name? And then he blessed him. Jacob perceived that this encounter was a divine moment. It was an encounter with God, and he named the place of the encounter Peniel, because in Jacob's mind, I have seen God face to face before the breaking of day at nighttime. I've seen God, and I'm still here. I did not die. I survived the encounter. And the scripture says that Jacob then after the wrestle, after the transformation, he now bears the mark of the encounter. He now walks with a limp. Oh, can you see the scene? Jacob walks away from the jabbok, walks away from the wrestling match. He has a limp, but as he's walking, he's walking, it says, as the sun is rising, Jacob is limping, into the sunrise. Sunrise meaning a new day has dawned. A new moment has come. And he walks into the moment limping, damaged, hurt, but still walking into a new day. Wounded, scarred, but still walking into a new day. You, damaged, hurt in this season that feels chaotic, dark, but still you are walking into a new day. Why? Because this pandemic will not define you. This pandemic will not have the last word. You, no matter what you may feel right now, no matter what you may think in terms of what is happening in this world, in your life, in your house, in your community, you are still walking a little bruised and a little battered and a little scarred and a little damaged and a little wounded, but you're still walking into a new day filled with new possibilities, limping, but you're not limping into the dark. You're limping into the sunrise. A new day is dawning in your life. And if you can survive the nighttime, 
You are prepared for the new day. Why? Because you are resilient. I am resilient. Oh my God. And every now and again, you have to declare those words to yourself when you feel a little sad and lonely and depressed. Don't think about what you're in. Think about what you've endured. Don't think about what you're dealing with. Think about what you've come through. You are resilient. I am resilient. When I look back over my life and I think about my wounds and my scars and my damage and my hurt, and all the times I felt myself alone and terrified in my own midnights, and even in those times when I found myself struggling with myself and wrestling with God, in all the struggles, in all the wrestling matches, emotional, spiritual, psychological, still here, still alive, still living, I am resilient. You are resilient, and don't you ever Forget that, beloved. You are resilient. I am resilient. We are resilient. And I close with this. Steve Maraboli, the writer and motivational speaker, once said, life does not get easier and more forgiving, we get stronger and more resilient. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.